The comments, views, and opinions expressed in the podcast are those of the speakers and do not necessarily represent the views of Point72 Academy. All information provided herein is for informational purposes only, is not investment advice, and should not be deemed as a recommendation to buy or sell securities. All investments involve risk, including the loss of principal. This podcast does not constitute an offer to sell or the solicitation of an offer to purchase any security or investment product. Any such offer or solicitation may only be made by means of delivery of an approved confidential offering memorandum. This podcast may not be copied, and it may not be distributed or furnished to or used by anyone other than the intended recipient without the express written consent of Point72. I'm Jamie Goodfriend, director of the Point72 Academy. More than 150 analysts at our firm have started their investing careers at the Point72 Academy. Most of them have joined us as Academy summer interns before returning as Academy associates in our 10-month program. All of them had one goal in mind, to earn an analyst seat on a long-short investing team at our firm. Unless you have really relevant experience on the buy side, or in a field like equity research or investment banking, starting as an investment analyst is a steep, steep learning curve. Most PMs don't have the time to teach somebody with no experience on how to do every part of the job. You can flounder, or worse, you can fail. The Academy is designed to bridge that gap, first learning the fundamentals of finance in the classroom, then working closely with our Academy coaches to hone your investing skills, and then finally rotating on PM teams. We believe rotations are the perfect way to introduce Academy associates into the real-world investing environment without the added pressure of PL generation. It's also their chance to discover the industries they're interested in and what their strengths and weaknesses are. We believe that finding the right fit with a PM team is the most critical part of retention at our firm. In this episode, we asked one of our portfolio managers, Alex Simpson, and two of his analysts and Academy graduates, Drew Conrad and Evelyn Hay, about what PMs look for in Academy associates during rotations the challenges and lessons learned along the way, and how the Academy prepared each of them for their analyst roles today. Joining us today as our host is Jean Hornstein, an investment coach for the Point72 Academy. Jean, tell us about your background and how you got here. Hey there, I'm Jean Hornstein, and I serve as the investment coach for the Point72 Academy and the operating officer for investment professional development at our firm. Wondering what that means? Essentially, I play a key role in shaping the Academy's curriculum and selecting the companies we focus on to closely mirror the real-world experiences of an investor. Additionally, I guide analysts during the latter half of the curriculum to transform their research into insights to evaluate the stock. Beyond the Academy, I run development programs to continue to sharpen the skills of our analysts as they transition onto the platform. One of the most important parts of my job? Well, it's to be a good matchmaker when it's time for associates to join PM teams. Having worked closely with associates throughout the academy, I understand their capabilities and strengths. Coupled with my knowledge of what each portfolio manager is seeking, I can help set up teams for success. Now on to our special guests. Can you each briefly introduce yourselves and your roles at Point72? Sure. Hi, I'm Alex Simpson. I'm a portfolio manager at Point72. Uh, my team is focused on investing in the technology space. I joined Point72 in 2022. Hi, I'm Drew Conrad. I'm on Alex's team. I'm a research analyst. I joined in June of 21 into the academy. Hi, I am Evelyn, and I am also on Alex's team covering internet. I joined June of 2022, and I joined Alex's team this year. 
Would love to hear about how you all got interested in investing. What sparked the interest? I worked in a law firm in college, and it wasn't very quantitative, and it, it really didn't use the the skills that I was hoping to use in, in my career path. So I, I took my first finance course, like many students, and started reading everything I could get my hands on to, opened up a brokerage account, and just started to follow the markets and, and learn really from the ground up. And that was really what sparked my interest, because a lot of the things that I thought I was really going to enjoy as an attorney applied to the world of investing, which is reading, understanding the past, understanding how you can get a differentiated view on a business. And it was really attractive to me. And so when I learned about the academy, it really aligned with sort of the next step in that skill set progression. And that's what really got me into a career in investing. Evelyn, what about you? I would say that I have always been a very curious person. I graduated at the very start of the pandemic when the world turned upside down, and I was able to get a taste of how dynamic the market was through my first job, which was also an investing role. And I was really able to confirm that investing was the best way for me to absorb information, to learn, um, to take risk, and see how the risk is played out. Alec. How did you get started and how did your career evolve as an investor? Sure. So I, I wasn't a person who grew up trading stocks. I, I really knew very little about the stock market or about investing until I was college age or even later. I did become passionate about technology and technology companies as uh, an engineer in college. And um, I worked in a tech startup one summer and the company was in the process of going public. And uh, I thought that the, that process was really interesting to me, and it introduced me to to um, the investment bankers at Morgan Stanley and the technology group in Menlo Park, and that was where I first started my career after college. Uh, after spending a couple of years there, I joined TPG Capital, worked in the technology investment practice there, which was an interesting group in that it allowed you to make investments or evaluate companies both in a buyout phase where you acquire the whole company and control it, and also making growth equity investments in smaller or earlier stage companies. And so I think that just helped me develop a framework of investing that could kind of broadly apply to a number of different types of opportunities. From TPG, I joined a firm called Jericho Capital in 2016. Uh, it was a technology and T a TMT fund. I initially focused on our investments in the software practice there, and over time, focused on both software and US internet investments. Um, I worked there for five or six years and I really enjoyed it. Ultimately, I decided that I wanted to move on to Point72 where I could establish my own team and, uh, and grow an investment business of my own. Was there a moment you realized you were passionate about stocks and not some other area of finance? It was just the constant feedback that you get from the markets and the ability to test and retest a hypothesis and a very mark-to-market scoreboard in terms of the work that you're doing in that iterative process. And so... It's foundational learning that if you want to learn quickly, you need a lot of iterations and you need a lot of feedback. And I think the public markets from an investment standpoint give you that in a way that no other area of investing possibly can. I actually started as a journalist investor investor investing across different asset classes and sectors. And I will say during the pandemic, it was really fascinating to me to see how businesses were able to transform their business models as well as strategies to fit the consumer demand and changes in behavior. And so that's why I confirmed my interest in wanting to be a stock picker and wanting to invest in stock. And that's why I uh, decided to join Point72. 
I I think I knew I was passionate about stocks in my first public equities role. It's funny to think now about how little I understood about what I was getting myself into. However, one of the first things that I was tasked to do was to diligence a company that, uh, you know, at the time, I guess in retrospect, was was extraordinarily misunderstood. And and just sort of uh, on my own doing that research process, I came to the conclusion that this was an incredible opportunity. That level of excitement is something you just can't get in other jobs. Evelyn. Drew, towards the end of the academy program, associates rotate through PM teams. Can you tell us more about that rotation process and how it works? The rotation is an opportunity for academy associates to figure out which team that they may want to join after the academy ended. And you are able to take all of the skill set that you have learned during the months from the academy and uh and bring that to the teams that you rotate with, either in various sectors or various team. The first week is generally you're learning about the investment process. You're learning about the expectations of that team and sort of what their plans are for you within the broader process. And then generally you're assigned a, a stock or an industry to look at. And that's where it's very similar to the academy, where you're at that point very proficient at quickly learning a business, quickly learning a subsector, and then being able to have a detailed conversation with your PM or your senior analyst, whoever you're working for. And then you're effectively building companies over the course of the four-week rotation and constantly iterating on your views and, and following the stocks and, and maybe even getting an idea into the book depending on depending on the team and, and, and where they're at. It's, it's your first entry into the real-world investment framework. And how did your time in the academy prepare you for your rotation? I would say uh, I was able to get a lot of exposures to different uh, sectors during my time in the academy. So I had the opportunities to look at consumer stocks, housing stocks, as well as uh, industrial stocks. And through through learning about these different business models and, and cycles, I was able to take away with two things. The first thing is being able to think creatively and to think about the differentiation of my ideas. Secondly, it was thinking critically about the range of outcomes and how do I think about the other side of the story. Yeah, I think the academy is great at really giving you the tool belt to understand the the key business drivers. Because as Alec alluded to, in order to understand what a great idea looks like, you have to understand these businesses and how they operate and, and how they work. And so I think the academy is really good at applying sort of a crawl, walk, run sort of timeline as it comes to to all these really important drivers. And then I think the other thing that's maybe more underappreciated about the academy is learning how to do all that work and then communicate it in a really effective way such that a decision maker like a portfolio manager can act on it and make a, a sound investment decision because understanding all the key drivers and doing all the work doesn't really help you a lot if you if you're unable to communicate that in a really effective way. I'm curious. What's the best piece of advice you got when preparing to impress your portfolio manager on rotation? In the academy, we, we had these weekly catch-ups with Jamie, and I think it was early on, but I got what I think was the best piece of advice, which is you are the utility player for your team in your first two or three years as a junior analyst. And what that means is basically nothing is below you. You are the hardest worker on this team. You don't bring any sort of biases, and you should find the things that in general analysts may struggle with or dislike doing, and you should really sort of run towards those things. And that's how you make yourself invaluable to the team. That was really the best piece of advice. And I feel like it's a mindset more than anything, but it was something that 
you can choose to do. And, and I, I thought it served me well in my rotation. Two pieces of advice that I got, one of them came from Alec, was um, one, to come with solutions and not problems. And second is there's no such thing as dumb questions. And I was able to keep these two things in mind um, during my rotation and currently on the team as an analyst. When you first joined the academy, what were your expectations of a portfolio manager? All the great investors that I had read a lot about, listened to, the number one overarching theme was that this was a very mentorship and apprenticeship driven business. And so that was ultimately my North Star was how can I find someone that has a great framework, really passionate about what they do and can instill that into me? Because some people have one or the other, but not both. You can tell how passionate someone is when it comes to to teaching and and working hard to to develop their analysts. So that was really the, the most important thing for me when I joined. I'll echo a lot what Drew said. I was also looking for a portfolio manager who was communicative and who was willing to give feedback. Um, and so that was uh, one of the key criteria when I was looking for a portfolio manager. Alec, as a portfolio manager, what key qualities do you look for in new analysts or academy associates rotating on your team? You know, I think the first one, it, it goes without saying, but being hardworking is number one by a wide margin. Now, many people in this industry are very hardworking. So in addition to that, I, I find that I work best with people who are highly quantitative. Uh, you know, Ultimately, I think an analyst can help their portfolio managers in a huge way by learning how to translate business drivers and opportunities into quantitative outcomes in a model or for a stock. And I think Consistent with that, I also look for someone who is resourceful. And then I think the last thing that I look for is just how you handle wins and how you handle losses and whether you can internally reflect on what is going well or in what areas or ideas am I forcing it. Uh, Being able to to be self-reflective in that way uh, is is really critical. And and that self-awareness, I think, can, can help you know, help analysts and help teams avoid maybe the, the, the most major mistakes, uh, which is an important part of an analyst's job. And did you both know that you wanted to focus on tech media and telecom? Or how much does sector matter in your decision? Well, I was a software engineer major, so I had some exposure to to the technology space um, a couple of years ago. Um But I will say a lot of the names that I was able to uh, look at were internet focused during my time in academies. I really enjoy the space. And so that's why I decided to uh, join Alex's team covering the space as well. So I'm actually the polar opposite, I guess, of Evelyn. As a guy from the Midwest, I thought I was going to be covering industrials or autos. And I'm not a software engineer. I was finance and accounting. And I remember expressing this to Alec because I really liked Alec and my ultimate North Star was finding a PM that I aligned really well with, but he wanted someone more on the technology side. And so we went to lunch after my initial interview and he basically spent 90 minutes explaining to me how he thinks about these businesses. And despite being a finance and accounting major, how he was able to really learn how a software company works and you don't have to be a computer engineer in order to understand these products better than a lot of people. And so when I went home really after the first week and looked back at everything I had learned with really zero foundational knowledge on software or anything TMT and sort of did the math in my head. Okay. If I'm learning this much every day for 
52 weeks for several years, where can I be? And that got me really excited that if I worked hard within the framework of what I had just experienced, that Alec and I could build something really special. And Alec, how do you ensure a good fit between an analyst and your team? Well, when I hired Drew, he was teammate number one, so he had an easy fit. It was just basically me. Uh, but you know, in general, I don't really try to solve for uh, – for personality fit within the team in some sort of perfect or or uh, uh, strategized way. I, I think it's good to have different backgrounds and experiences and perspectives on the team. It creates an environment where hopefully there is some level of uh, disagreement and, and uh, not just a sort of consensus view that we're all sort of naturally uh, gravitating towards. Um, and so really what I care the most about in terms of fit is just that we are hiring good, ethical, hardworking people that I think both me and the individuals on the team uh, know that they can trust. I think most other fit questions within the construct of the team sort of work themselves out so long as you have good people who are working hard and, and can trust each other. Drew, Evelyn, beyond the academy, how have you seen the firm continue to support your career growth and development? From the academy to the velocity program to very customized coaching for years three and beyond, it's been really important for me to get someone's view who's not my portfolio manager and get a, a different worldview on how I think about a company or how I think about communicating an idea. And it's also great to talk to people who have been in these situations time and time again, something that may feel really novel and scary to me at a point in time. Someone's done it a thousand times. And so I can really channel that knowledge and and having those resources, I think does help you become a much more senior analyst younger in your career if you're willing to leverage them because you can essentially take their learnings and apply them over your day-to-day -day life as an analyst. So I found it to be really valuable le even leaving the academy. I think there are two ways that Coin72 remains supportive of my career growth. One is through coaching and second one is through mentoring. I still am in touch with my academy coaches and still receive feedback um, from them as well as catching up with them regarding my progress. And at the same time, I remain in contact with my mentors that I met in my during my academy times, being able to find other peer mentors on the platform and learning from them as well. Alec, anything you'd like to add? I've been really struck over the last couple of years by the amount of investment that Point72 puts into the analysts in particular. And I think that starts at things like the Academy, where they're bringing on analysts who may have never done this job before, all the way through uh, turning analysts over many years into portfolio managers. And I've just been struck by the number of portfolio managers and, and leaders within the firm who started their careers as analysts here at Point72 many years ago. Um, it just shows in a level of investment in the people of the firm and uh, you know the people who really stand out as passionate and hardworking that the firm will you know continue to find ways to develop you and grow. And I, frankly, I think a lot of having that culture is something that gets reflected in the mentality of a lot of the individual portfolio managers who I observe who, you know, they want to retain the people who work for them and do great work and they want to find ways for them to continue to develop and grow. And how do you foster a culture of continuous learning and development within your team? What I had learned as an analyst that really helped me was getting that feedback of 
sitting down and communicating and talking through an through an idea and observing what points really resonated with uh, whoever I was discussing that idea with. So I sort of I always felt like as a portfolio manager, if I'm going to if I'm going to expect analysts to communicate great ideas to me in a way that's going to resonate most effectively with me, they need to see me in the room talking through this, whether it's talking through the model or talking through our learnings in a, in a diligence process or whatever it may be. Um, and so, you know, I wanted to create a, a team where that barrier to, to entry around communication is incredibly low and is, and is welcome. And so I, I really wanted that to be the kind of personality or ethos of the team. What advice would you give to aspiring analysts looking to join the Point72 Academy? Yeah, I think if you want to, if you're interested in joining the firm, I would say you want to join organizations or teams at your school that provide you with the opportunity to expand the key skills that I have seen other analysts have. And I think ultimately that's curiosity, excitement, and passion for the markets, having a growth mindset, which requires a sense of humility. So doing things where you're constantly failing, iterating, improving, and with that comes resilience and and grit. I would say... Uh, be curious, have an, an open mind, be willing to be wrong and work hard. I think these are definitely uh, characteristics that uh, have helped me to navigate my time in the academy as I learn across different sectors and ramped on different stocks and have allowed me to learn from my mistakes and, and be willing to embrace the next one. I guess the advice that I would give is to follow your passions, whether they be in the public markets or in particular sectors. This job is an incredibly intense and, and something that requires a tremendous amount of hard work. And I think you can only do it and do it well if you love it and you derive great enjoyment from doing it regardless of whether you're doing really well or not doing as well. Uh, you have to derive joy from the process. And so I think following, re- really sort of reflecting on on what you enjoy about it, either that be the areas of the market you're focused on or certain types of stocks or certain geographies or certain things that just really spark your curiosity and passion. Those are the things that you should pursue and you'll be a better analyst for it uh, if if you pursue that route. Alec, Drew, Evelyn, thank you so much for joining us and sharing your perspectives. It's been really great hearing about your experiences here and the advice you have for our listeners. Thanks so much for having us. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Jamie Goodfriend, and this is Becoming a Hedge Fund Analyst inside Point72 Academy. Listen to our entire series to hear from portfolio managers, analysts, and others on the ins and outs of this industry and learn how you can become a part of it. Visit our website at point72.com forward slash academy to learn more about how we are training the next generation of investors.